0: everybody, this is Don LaGreca from the Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. Can't wait. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. It's up Sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out, hey! Bring them out, bring them out, Bring yeah. them out, bring them, yeah. yeah. them, them out, hey! Bring hey. hey. them out, here we go. Bob Walters from the Brian Gunzel Studios. This is Locked Up Sports. Three blowouts, one good game. We had to wait till the last game of the day to get a good one last night. Two left to play. Two feet of snow in Buffalo. Eagles and Bucks tonight for the winner to play the Lions. We got you covered. Complete wild card, super wild card weekend wrap up. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Bob Walters. This is Locked Up Sports Powered by Vouch store visit vouch.store store slash locked up sports and get uh, all the the products that we that we vouch for and you could get uh coffee there you could get uh alcohol drinks there you could get everything everything that that Brett and myself use you could get there you can even get two there um wild card weekend it was a little underwhelming to be honest with you not not very good football there was one good game it was last night uh the rams the Rams played to lose the game is what happened there. But let's start with the Cowboys. Uh, the most disappointing of of all the teams this weekend that played with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they were just not ready to play. Give Love credit. He played well. But but most of those pass- – I could have made most of the passes that, that Love completed. There were guys running free in that secondary with not a, a Cowboy defender within 20 yards of them On multiple occasions. Multiple occasions. The Packers used the run game on the ground. They had big plays through the air with love. And they blew out the Cowboys. I know the final score was 48-32, but it wasn't that close. And you, and if you watch the game, you know it wasn't anywhere near that close. The, it was 27 nothing until the very last play of the first half. The Cowboys didn't put a point on the board until the very last play of the first half. They went for it on fourth down, and a lot of people after they scored that touchdown, a lot of people on Twitter and on Facebook were saying, Oh, okay, now the Cowboys I could see them coming back. They're gonna make a run. And they had they got the ball in the second half. So that was a huge, you know, kind of thing that 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 made people lead to believe that they could come back. They weren't coming back. They were never in this game. The Cowboys were never in this game. And now, of course, is Mike McCarthy gonna lose his job? What are gonna be the repercussions of this loss? And I don't know. I, I would not be surprised at all if McCarthy gets fired If for nothing else because Jerry Jones is 82 years old. He's dying for another Super Bowl. He's been trying forever. Since, since Barry Switzer and Jimmy Johnson left, he's been dying. He hasn't even sniffed the Super Bowl since they left. He liked to take all the credit, but ever since Jerry Jones took control of the general manager job, put himself in charge, the Cowboys have done nothing. Nothing. Now this was a good team. They've had a couple good teams. They have, but they they squander it in the playoffs. They always choke in the playoffs. Yesterday they weren't ready to play. That secondary that Dallas had. I mean, Dallas's problem on defense all year was the run, stopping the run. They didn't stop the run. There was nothing changed there. Okay, Aaron Jones, twenty one rushes, one hundred eighteen yards, three touchdowns. So they didn't stop the run. That was still a problem yesterday. But the the wide open receivers. In the secondary, with nobody even close, was just alarming. I mean, there were guys that, that were there was twenty twenty yards before the the nearest cowboy on some of these passes. Penalties were also an issue for the Cowboys early in the game. On their first drive, they sacked Love on a third down penalty, Hold, uh, pass interference or holding in the secondary. The secondary for Dallas just no showed. Complete and utter breakdown of this of the defense and the secondary for the Cowboys yesterday. Complete breakdown. The Cowboys, the offense. I mean, if you look at the offensive numbers that the Cowboys put up, they they're not bad. They had over 500 yards of offense, 500 yards, and they lost and they got blown out because the game was not as close as 48 32 would tell you. You look at that score and you say, okay, oh well, it's a it's a it was a shootout. The Cowboys just got. You know, they, they they gave up more points than they scored, but no, the Lions put their backups in midway through the fourth quarter. Cowboys went down; they scored two touchdowns, and that's what the only reason it's thirty-eight for the Cowboys. The only reason score was twenty-seven, nothing with one play left in the first half. Cowboy fans are calling all over, calling for McCarthy and McCarthy's head. They want it on a platter. He listen; it, it They weren't ready to play, and that does fall on the head coach. Falls on the defensive coordinator. You got a, a, a an owner who just you know he's kind of like the, the the Steinbrenner of the NFL, and and he's probably going to fire McCarthy now. It, it's Be- I don't think Belichick's coming in. I'd go I'd go maybe kick the tires on Harbaugh with Michigan, but I don't think he- Harbaugh's leaving Michigan either. Why would you leave Michigan to come to the Cowboys? Now I know it's 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 appealing. Because if you are the guy that could get the Cowboys to prominence, it's never going to happen as long as Jerry Jones is the GM. It's never going to happen. We're looking at like 30 years now. You know, Everybody was all up about the Lions and how long it's been for the Lions. Cowboys have not been much better. Now, they might not have had as bad a team as the Lions did. The Lions, one year, lost all their games. But still, when it comes to playoff wins, the Cowboys and the Lions are right there. And, and Jerry Jones is in charge. He, he should look himself in the mirror rather than looking at the, at the head coaches. That's what he should do. He should look himself in the mirror. Because since he decided to be the GM, since he decided to take control all those years ago, the Cowboys went from one of the top dynasties to ever play in the NFL to nothing. To nothing. To a team that doesn't make the playoffs. And when they do make the playoffs, They choke. Now, I'm not saying that was Jerry Jones' fault. You'll say, of course it wasn't. You know, it was was a breakdown on the defense by the Cowboys. It was turnovers by Dak Prescott. It was penalties, which can fall on the head coach. Listen, the head coach, you know, it rolls downhill. And the head coach is right there, and he's there to take it. That's what his job is. So if McCarthy loses his job, I wouldn't be all up in arms about it. But who are you going to get? Belichick's not coming. Belichick is not coming to a team where Jerry Jones is going to run the show. And, he, and, and he's going to be your GM. He's not doing that. Why would he do that? When he can go to the Chargers. With a young quarterback. With a ready-made team. With an owner who will let him do his thing. Belichick doesn't want uh, the owner. Coming to his practice. Standing on the sideline. Who would want that? I mean, McCarthy has done a good, a good job. If you want to be real about it, McCarthy's done a good job, Cowboy fans. He's 12 and 5, three straight years, three straight years in the playoffs. And I don't know what, what you do. Dak Prescott did not play well yesterday. He was sacked four times. Again, the run defense was terrible, and the pass defense in the secondary was even worse. That was a playoff game. And then guys running free in the secondary? Not even close. And you know what? Give give love some credit. Give love some love. Because he played well. And he found receivers and he was under pressure some, sometimes. And he did get the ball out. But like I said, I probably could have got the ball to those receivers. That's how open they were. That's how open they were. Press got through two picks. One of them, they both went back for touchdowns. One of them, the guy, just happened to, to graze one of the, the cowboy receivers he was going down so they ruled him down but it was on the 10 yard line the cowboys just they they couldn't get it going you know they scored they they piled up points in the, in, in garbage time when the when uh when the packers put their their, their reserves in they pulled the, everybody out they pulled all the starters out They were blowing out. They were blowing them out. It got a little, I I wouldn't even say it got hairy, but it got a little tighter than they probably would have wanted at the end. Cowboys were never even close in this game. Never even close. That was an embarrassment. On national TV, in the playoffs, in your building, a rookie quarterback came in and destroyed your defense. The Packers scored 48 points. They only ran 54 plays. Think about that. 48 points on 54 plays. Cowboys ran 89 plays. Cowboys got 500 yards of offense. And they got blown out. That's how bad the defense was for the Cowboys yesterday. A complete breakdown of the Cowboy defense. Love was 16 of 21, 272, and three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 21-118, three touchdowns. Dobbs had six catches for 151 yards. These numbers are outrageous. And it's not like the Cowboy offense didn't move the ball, but when they they piled up their numbers in in the fourth quarter in garbage time. In the beginning of the game, the Cowboys came out. They ran the ball twice in the first drive. They had it. They had the ball. The Packers went down the field. The Cowboys stopped them on the very first drive. The Packers won the toss and took the ball, which usually teams don't do. You know they they defer to the second half. Packers took the ball. They went down. They got a couple first downs. Then they were stopped, but a penalty gave them a the first down. They went right down the, the down the field the rest of the way, and they scored a touchdown, seven 0 right off the bat. And the Cowboys come out and they play conservative. They run the ball on the first two plays. Then Dak gets sacked. There was a penalty that gave them a first down, but then they went three and out after that, and they punted. It was 14-0 before you even got in your seat. So I, I think it just a complete, they didn't game plan well. They didn't execute well. They did nothing right, the Cowboys, yesterday. And the fact that they made it respectable is, is, is ridiculous, because if you watch the game, you know it wasn't respectable. You know they got blown out. 48-32. Packers advance, move on to San Francisco next week. And it's not going to be easy in San Francisco. San Francisco is a better team than the Cowboys. But watch out because Jordan, Love, give Jordan, Love, like I said, give him credit. He has improved, markedly improved just in the last eight games. This is a Packer team that lost to Tommy DeVito and the Giants on a Monday night. Just a month ago. Two, um, two months ago. Now they went in and scored 48 points in Jerry World in, in the playoffs. And Love has just, he's just, that night at at MetLife Stadium, Jordan Love was throwing the ball to the Giants all night. He was the reason, they did, Tommy DeVito was not the reason the Giants won. The quarterback that that led the Giants to victory that night was Jordan Love because he threw the ball to the Giants all night. That's what happened. Since that game, he has improved his performance immeasurably. And the the Packers have now become a threat. Do I think they're going to win? I think they can win. I think they can go into San Francisco and win. Let's see how healthy McCaffrey is. Let's see how his leg is. I would not count out the Packers. They are a dangerous team. They're going to be a tough out because they can run the football. Their defense is suspect. Now, they're going to have to put up points next week against San Francisco. They're going to have to put up points like they did today because San Francisco will score. But you know what? Don't, don't count them out. It's not going to be a cakewalk for the Niners. I'll tell you that much. So now, after the Dallas game, you had Detroit and the Rams. Detroit hadn't won a playoff game in, in 32 years. It was their first playoff game at home in 30 years. And the Rams came in. The Rams were a dangerous team. A lot of people were picking the Rams to beat them. And you know what? The Rams should have beat them. They should have beat them. The Rams lost this game because McVeigh he got scared. He played not to lose. He punts the ball. Rams have fourth and 14 at the Lions 44-yard line with one timeout left. Down a point. And he punts the ball. Now they had fourth and four. It was a holding penalty. I, when it happened, I said that the the Lions should have declined the penalty, give them fourth, give them fourth down, instead of third down again. Third and thirteen, third and fourteen. On third down, there was a holding call on the Lions. They they accepted the. Pe- I, I'm sorry. On third on third and third and four from the forty four yard line of the Lions, holding penalty. Bring it back. I thought they should have declined the penalty at the moment. I was wrong. I guess. The Lions accept the penalty. It's now third and fourteen, which is dangerous because Stafford was throwing the ball, slinging it all over the field in that fourth quarter. He was he was picking apart the lines, the Lions' secondary, and the Lions. You could tell, you could just feel that they were just hanging on, trying to get the clock to dwindle down to zero. They were just hanging on to that lead for dear life, and it was dwindling away. And the ball was moving down the field. The Rams were moving it. They were driving. They were. It, it just felt like a winning field goal coming up for the Rams at the gun, then the penalty happens. They accept the penalty. Third and 14, Stafford incomplete pass. So now you have fourth and 14 on the Lions 44-yard line, four minutes and 10 seconds left, one timeout left. And McVay punts the ball. I could have lived with a 62-yard field goal there. Anything but punt. He gave the ball back to the Lions, and, he never, and, and the Rams never saw it again. Two first downs, game over. But one timeout, you can't punt the ball there. I know what he's thinking. Punt it, pin them back, get a three and out, and you got good field position, you win on a field goal. You can't punt the ball back there because with one timeout, two first downs, it's over. Even if they get one first down, now, you, now you're looking at getting the ball back with maybe 15, 20 seconds left, which is really not, you know, not, not ideal. That was your chance. You punted away your, your chance to win the game. Give him a chance. Let him kick it. But instead, they punted it, and he played not to lose. And when you're on the road, you got to play to win. You play to win on the road, not to lose at home. And and McVay punted the ball, and the game ended right there when he punted it. I didn't think the Lions – I thought the Lions should have declined the penalty. That would have set up a fourth and four. They definitely would have went for it on fourth and four. Fourth and 14 is what he's thinking is – The percentages are probably in single digits, 4th and 14, right? So he figures punt it, but with one timeout, you can't punt it because you'll never get it back, and they never got it back. Two first downs, bang, bang, game over, and the Lions win. The Rams should have won that game. The Rams were going in for the win. The Lions were hanging on for dear life to that lead. The Lions took the lead early. They came out like gangbusters. That place was rocking Early Lions, bam, bam, right down the field, 14-3 right off the bat. Give Stafford credit. He played hurt most of the game. The first quarter, he threw, he, he hit his hand on one of the, the Lions' defensive linemen's helmet. He screwed his hand up. You could tell that bothered him. He was getting beat up all night. He got hit. He hurt his ribs, it looked like. Stafford was hurt, but he played great. Stafford's a Hall of Famer. He's won the Super Bowl before. Going back into Detroit, they, they, were not, they would have had to drag him off the field. He went into the concussion protocol 10 a couple times. He came out. They were, he wasn't coming out of that game and he played great. He was slinging it all over the field on the, in the fourth quarter. All the momentum was with the Rams. You could feel you could feel from the te- just from my couch. You could feel the tense the tension in the building. The fans felt it. They felt that this game was slipping away. Two first downs and it's over. They run the clock down to 3 seconds. They kick a game winning field goal. And they go on to next week. And the Lions go home without a playoff win. And Sean McVay punts. And that cost his team the game. Now, he did a good job getting his team into the playoffs. But he, he is the reason why they lost that game. Stafford, his quarterback was hurt. You had eight, Aiden, um, Aiden Hutchinson played great on the defensive line for the, for the Lions. Two sacks. He hit Stafford four times. He rushed him six times, and on the Lions' side, that, that's what I got to say about the Raiders, because that's what, what lost the game as far as I'm concerned. But Jared Goff was great. Jared Goff shut everybody up. He shut all his critics up yesterday. He was 22 of 27, 277 yards. It's akin to the, the Sims' Super Bowl 21, 22 of 25 game. The perfect game is what they, they call that. Goff played almost the perfect game yesterday. Almost. he would, and, he, and they still should have lost. The Lions now get the winner of the Eagles-Bucks game tonight. And I think the Lions are going to be favored there. I think the Lions are going to host another playoff game. That place was electrically last night. They waited a long time for that. They showed that season ticket holder a bunch of times. 66 year season ticket holder. He was there for the last championship. 66 years. There were people crying in the in the stands. Now, nah, listen, that was a little much with the crying. All right, you want a wild card playoff game, Detroit. Let's not overdo it. Let's not throw a parade today because you want a wild card game basically because the 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 Rams punted it away to you. But Jared Goff played excellent. That trade has worked out, I think, now. I think that's one of those trades that has worked out for both teams equally. Obviously, the Rams have the Super Bowl, so it's clearly worked out for them. Stafford won a Super Bowl. Rams got the Super Bowl. Lions got a quarterback for the next 15 years. Jared Goff, 22 of 27, 277. He was 22 of 22. He was perfect when he wasn't pressured. When he was pressured, he was sacked four times, and he was uh, uh, 0 for 3. I'm sorry, 0 for 5. So that's the recipe to get to Goff and the Lions next week for either the Bucks or the Eagles, whoever wins. I don't think they'll win next week. I think the Lions will probably win. And they'll probably play in the championship game on Championship Sunday. But if you want to beat them, you got to get to the quarterback. You got to disrupt them. You got to make them uncomfortable back there because he'll sit back there and Goff will pick you apart all day. And that's what he did to the Rams early. Pick them apart all day. That's exactly what he did. Now, there was another questionable um, strategy with McVeigh. After they punted the ball away, okay, the Lions get the ball back. They get a first down, I think, on the first play. So now you're already backs against the wall. Now you can't let anything else go. You have one timeout. He decided to use it on the other side of the two-minute warning. If he uses it before the two-minute warning and they stop him, they ended up not stopping him, so it really didn't matter. But if you use it on the, the, the front side of the two-minute warning rather than the back side of the two-minute warning, he could have left his team with a little bit of time, maybe 30 seconds left, no timeouts, if they got the ball back. He decided it was a mistake. It's a, it's a, it was a, a mathematical uh, clock management mistake calling the timeout after the two-minute warning. They let it run down. Out of the two-minute warning, lines, get a first down game over, and they could take victory formation. So multiple mistakes by McVay. He did a good job getting his team ready and getting them into the playoffs. And they they should have won the game. And and that's that right there is why NFL coaching is so important. You don't really see that in baseball or basketball or hockey. In the NFL, the coach makes a difference. That's why it's so big who you have as your coach. As far as the two games the day before, the bills obviously were canceled The Bills are dealing with two feet of snow. I saw on Twitter as of four hours ago, they were still looking for people to come help shovel the stadium. So I don't know how they're going to play that game today. I don't know if the field's going to be ready. From what I saw, it's not ready right now. They got two feet of snow dumped on them all last night, all yesterday. And I mean, it's going to be wild up there. And again, don't count Pittsburgh out. That's going to be a good game. That's going to be a fun game. Pittsburgh and Tom Tomlin's going to have his team ready. The Bills are more talented. It's going to be a, a raucous stadium. The whole city is going to be there. That's how Buffalo is a small city, so the whole thing shuts down. It's kind of like Green Bay. The whole thing shuts down. They're, they're, they're lunatics up there. Those that Bills mafia. They'll probably be. You know, there was a bunch of them in there shoveling with no shirts yesterday. It's crazy. Two feet of snow. We'll see how that goes. The other game today is the Eagles Bucks. I'm not really. I'm not expecting much out of this game, but you know what? That'll probably be the game of the whole weekend. The other two games, the on Saturday, you had Kansas City beating up on Miami. I told you the weather was going to be a factor. It was. It was. It was very cold. I mean, like I didn't see much of the game because you know I don't. I'm not adding onto this cable bill to get Peacock. I'll tell you that much. So I didn't see much of the game. I saw the highlights. Miami couldn't do anything. They didn't do anything all night. The offense was stagnant. Uh, Kansas City didn't play great, but they played good enough to win. They move on. And then you had Joe Flacco and the Browns and the Browns turned into the Browns. The magic ran out for Joe Flacco. The clock struck 12, whichever way you want to put it. He threw picks. Give CJ Stroud a ton of credit. He played an excellent game. And you got these young quarterbacks who are really going to put this league on their back. And the, the league is in good shape with the, with the young quarterbacks. And the quarterbacks of position this year was a mess for the whole league. Starting quarterbacks going down left and right yet backups coming in. The quality of play was garbage this weekend. It was excellent. Stafford played hurt, played great. He's an older quarterback, CJ Stroud, Jordan love. They are going to be the future of this league. And the league is in good hands. If they, if that's who they got, the league is certainly going to be okay. Browns, Joe Flacco, like I said, the magic ran out. The Browns' defense, which was which I was calling championship caliber just the day of the game, they got torched by the, by the Houston Texans' offense. They were all over them. The Browns' defense just had the worst game of the season. They couldn't do anything right. Joe Flacco got old real fast. He threw pick sixes, and the Browns turned into the Browns just as the Cowboys turned into the Cowboys. So that's going to do it for us here today. Um, enjoy the games tonight. I'm going to try and get Brett to see if Brett can do a show either tonight or after the games or tomorrow. Either way, thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Every little bit helps. Check us out on our Facebook page, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. We're anywhere. Just type us into Google, and you'll see we're everywhere. Also, we'd like to thank Vouch Store. They power Locked Up Sports. Head over to vouch.store slash locked up sports, pick up some of the items. We vouch for them. So if you got if you get the items and you have a problem with them, you come to us because we vouch for them. All right? So that does it for me. That does it for us. Enjoy the games today. 4 30. You got a day game on a Monday, Martin Luther King Day. You know what's funny? Uh, right, real quick before you go, the NBA has two big days in the during its regular season: Christmas Day, Martin Luther King Day. Where there's games all day, both days. Both days, the NFL has usurped it, and they destroyed. The ratings are going to be terrible again for both of those days. Christmas Day, Martin Luther King Day. Both NBA days have turned this year into NFL days. The NFL is just taking over the, those two days. Enjoy the game tonight, everybody. We'll talk to you later tonight or tomorrow. I'm Bob Walters. See ya. If you enjoy the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at lockedupsports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site: on Twitter at lockedupsports, on the gram at locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime.